You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. With over 200,000 locations throughout the U.S. and offering 12,000 different types of batteries, stop into your local Interstate Battery store today and let them help you find the right batteries for your everyday life. Welcome to the For Love of the Land podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith and Matt Dye. Each week, we're interviewing guests from across America. They all have one thing in common. They all are tied to the land. So if you're like us and you love all things land, welcome home. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another For Love Land podcast. Adam here. Matt is here. Um, guys, fellas, listen up. You're welcome. In advance, This podcast for you. Um, as you know, so if you listen to Habitat Heroes... Uh, listen to For Love Land, wherever you're at. If you haven't listened to Habitat Heroes, that one's devoted to, obviously, habitat, land management, wildlife management. This one's kind of a whole spectrum. Last two weeks we've covered um, ways to improve the increase the value, ways to decrease the value uh, of a recreational property. This week's podcast is 10 ways to, what are you going to title it? Uh, probably 10 ways to get the family to the farm. Okay. Ten ways to get the family outdoors and or on the farm. And so as land consultants, we see this a couple times, several times. Oh, yeah. Um, probably more often than we don't. And, uh, and if we if, if it doesn't come up from the client asking, we, we ask. ask. Um, a lot of times we'll see one or two people or one gender of the family enjoying the land and the other side not so much. Um, and, and, and that's an issue. Um, and so this podcast, <laughs> whether we all want to admit it or not. <laughs> yeah. If you want to enjoy your, here's, here's the truth to it. If you want to enjoy your farm, your farm more, find ways. So your wife enjoys your farm more. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of a mindset of, Hey, it's deer season or it's almost deer season. Stay out of here. Look at ways to increase the amount of activities that you can do with your entire family on the farm throughout the year so you can enjoy it more and spend more time there. Spend less money at the movies, less money at the yep. mall, and spend more time at the farm enjoying it. We, we've all gone to the farm and either gotten the text and been like, when are you coming home? How long are you going to be? I've never had that one. Bull butter. I've been with you. I get and, it almost every week. It seems it's like, like. Except for the last two weeks, I will say. Uh, I've been super busy trying to get some stuff done at the farm, and, and I've been able to spend more time down there than, than I uh, usually have. So very thankful for that. But we've all, we've all been there. It's like, 
okay, how do I how do I remedy that? And it's like I get it. Not every single person, man or woman, is interested in in hunting and managing the land to the intensity that most people here listening to the podcast are. So there's got to be a way that we can make the farm or the property more fun and enjoyable, increasing the number of activities that the farm can support so that you don't have to hear when you get home, how long are we going to be here? It's more like the family's there and they don't want to leave the farm and they're saying, how, when, when's the next weekend we can come back? And this is a big, uh, you know, we've watched hunting, hunting numbers, hunter involvement decline. And so it's it may not be that we're going to get the entire family buying deer tags and hunting hunting deer every fall but hopefully through this podcast through other podcasts through ways to get the family involved we're able to get more people outdoors less time in front of screens less time on yeah. iPads playing video games um i, I think that's more time enjoying thing. the outdoors um not, i'm not going to so, speak on that it's soul food but yeah, and I, I'm honest, this is kind of a line that our good friend Blake Hamilton uses a lot is living a nature-based life. Yep. Like there's a lot to be said. And, and we talked about it honestly a lot when, when we did the Father's Day um, podcast a few weeks ago on the For Loverland um, podcast, you know, just about our upbringing, what that did for us, offering that to the next generation and the family as a whole. There's just a lot to be said, I think, in the ways that... Um, it can in- increase relationships. It can help spiritually. Everything. It can just increase your, your the life you live. I think. Absolutely. So these are a lot of ways that thinking outside the box, outside of you know just hunting, ways to incorporate family into the farm and get them there with you. So number one, numero uno. uno. This is a thirty minute podcast, so we're gonna we gotta zip through it. Number one is water activities. Whether you have a small pond, a lake, a creek, whatever it is, find ways to get your family involved in the water activities. It whether be- that be a fishing pond, yeah, fishing in the lake. I we have many clients that have a, and one client that has a heck of a lake in Ohio, yeah. Mr. Todd Watts. Um, and we've talked about his lake on this podcast. Yes, we have. Um, but man, fishing is a great activity. My wife loves to fish. Um, too bad I don't take her. I haven't <laughs> got to take her very often. Uh, we just heard about that before this podcast. Yep, just heard about that complaint. Um, prior to I'm recording. Like, what, with what time again? We we have a six month old, but whatever. Um, fishing, kayaking, well, yeah, paddle it, boards. It, it can't go down to just. Just catching crawdads to catching minnows, um, running little minnow traps or running um, jug lines, like whatever it is, there's ways to incorporate the family into the water. Maybe it's a big enough, maybe you, you live close to a lake, take the family down on, on the boat, get out on the water, do some jet skiing, do some kayak and whatever it is, incorporate them into that, the farm itself. But um, get them out there on the water. I, I love a good float trip. I was actually talking with my wife the other day about it. She's like, could we get kayaks? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, you kind of have to go with, like, a group of people. It's not like yeah. if we want to do a trip, you, you know, you have to, like, you really drive schedule separate. these things out, right? You drive and she goes, separate. And oh, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. I'm like, yeah. Like it, yeah. It's, it's more of an ordeal, 
but it's one of those things that she's kind of itching and wanting to do it. Now you know, I, I'll, I'll share a fun story. A one-man float trip, or a one-vehicle float trip. <laughs> when my brother and I were kids, we wanted to go floating, and Dad wanted to go or take us. So we went on a float trip, but there's one vehicle, one boat. How do you get vehicle, drop-off boat, two boys, watch boat, Dad drive vehicle, whatever, 20 miles round trip, mm-hmm. but eight miles on the float, park truck. Get How back does he get back? Some redneck ingenuity. Bicycle. Oh, wow. Dad award right there. That's Brad right. Keith. Wow. Yeah. We floated the Gasconade River, and he did that. Stashed it in the woods when he got back to us. I'm impressive. Yeah. Impressive. That was a man that's who the, wanted to help his kids he, that's do what a, That's a guy who's like, I'm taking my boys fishing. That's right. Dad award right there. Uh-huh. Yep. Wow, that's incredible. Bicycle. So he rode it along the highway. Mm. Mountain biked it. <laughs> nice bike. Son. I Is can that only imagine the looks he got. Oh yeah. Was that Fred Keith driving that bike? <laughs> Was he on a huffy? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's one way. If you're if your farm is close to a water a waterway, a creek, a river, a lake, yep. Take your family there. Swing by the farm. Just get them outdoors. Um, number two. This is one question and one tool that we implement a lot. And not only is it great habitat, but the wives love it. The oh, it, chicks! The chicks dig, dig it. it. They dig it. Are you talking about quail chicks or or both? <laughs> <laughs> Old turkey chicks. Yeah, that yes. that needs to be the new like, babes. Yeah. Babes. <laughs> it drives the women here in Cleveland nuts. Wild. <laughs> That's a movie quote for you. Uh, Pollinators, but and yep. flowers, sunflowers. So we'll clump, we'll lump this all into. Showy, showy plants. Yeah, and and without a doubt, and 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 man, I'm I'm always impressed by them. They're just they're gorgeous to look at. They're fun to look at. They play a role into land management. Um, but throughout the entire growing season, if it's the right you know type of planning, every weekend you go there, you're going to see a different show. It's the same acres, but it's a different show. You've got yep. these three blooming in this time of the month, and then the next month you go there, and it's a whole slew of other plants that are just if your wife full. likes gardening or landscaping suck it up and let her do the landscaping around your cabin sure absolutely. make sure it's native plants yeah um yeah. one rule woman don't you plant all them all about here <laughs> yeah. take that all mom back to that garbage you know if you plant if you time it right and you plant a diversity of species around your cabin uh red buds dogwoods go into um whatever beauty berries included in it um, different flowers are included. Bunch you should grasses. have something different flowering and blooming throughout the entire growing season. Um, you include sunflowers. You're going to have a great place to dove hunt with your kids, um, but it's going to be really awesome to look at when it's blooming for your wife. And that's one thing I know Kyle is a big fan of is just sunflowers. Yeah. And, 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 and it's just sunflowers because the dove they feed by sight and you need a very clean field so you could have a one acre sunflower patch and who wouldn't want to go do that i, th- I think we talked about it on the podcast before but you know great family opportunity for for pictures um incorporate there cut some flowers take them home for your wife like babe this is what you're missing yeah this is a, this is the farm come enjoy it for sure um so flowers is a huge part we recommend pollinator blends to a lot of our clients because not only does it the babes love it 
um, but the wildlife love it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so flowers, inc- increasing the amount of showy plants on your property. And it's true, with the right programs, you can get paid to do it. That's Tell right. me your wife wouldn't love that. That's right. Next one is a widely popular one, and this is where you have to decide or no we're going to we're going to take one step back you have to understand the importance of getting the entire family on your landscape versus you killing that famous hitless buck giant and it's ATV or four-wheeler and it's recreational riding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could be mountain biking it could be horseback riding it could be Rambo four-wheelers bike ride <laughs> UTV it could anything. be anything um but it's recreational riding. And 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 that's where, you know, maybe you don't ride during um maybe you don't ride during uh the first week of November down all the trails. Okay, sure. But if it's July or it's August, woo, hopefully it's not hot, but your wife has to go ride, by golly, get her out there and let her ride. Yeah, absolutely. Take take your kids out on a ride early morning. Um, it, I mean, you know, it, it, it shouldn't really matter. Late in the evening, throw Sh- some binos yeah. on, look for deer. Go cruising, check them out. I think, honestly, I, and, and this is from, this is going to get in the way a little bit from the podcast, but, you know, telemetry-wise, we know that, that deer home bodies, they want to be home, they know their home, they know it inside and out, so... Unless you're doing it on a nightly basis, you're not going to be spooking these deer out of the country, off the property, you know, just ruining things. Um, We know that from science. And so get out there. If you've got the good habitat, it's far superior from neighbors. You've got the limited resource. So go out and enjoy it. Enjoy it in different ways. UTV ride. Have fun. Bring the family out there. Um... Uh, th- there's tons of ways. Who doesn't like kind of wind in your hair deal, um, in- enjoying UTV riding or four-wheeler riding? It's a great way to introduce the family. And then from there, because, you know, as soon as they're out there, they're going to start asking questions of, hey, Dad, what's this? Or, or why, why, why is this here? Do you want to go open the blind? Once they go in the blind, they're like, oh, this is pretty cool. Well, let's come back yep. and, and, and hunt one time. You know, it's just a it's a beginning. It's a way to get them there. From there, you, you're probably amazed at, at – what else they're more willing to do when they have fun on the farm. All right, next one. Livestock. What? Yeah, yeah. So one of the big things, this is for personal experience here, um, talking about getting my wife moved to the farm or close to the farm or on some land, has always been the trade-off for having some livestock. But now another big part is as this whole growth of Wanting to know where your food comes from and wanting to be more self-sufficient. Livestock is a huge part of that. A lot of people are looking to get some cows, looking to get some goats, looking to get some chickens in their backyard so they can have farm fresh eggs. That's all things to give jobs, and jobs is almost a bad term, but giving things to do for your wife and kids at the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, giving you more reason to go, hey, I got, we got to go check the cows. Let's go. Yep. Um, gives them responsibility and, and more involvement to where it's something that they could enjoy. Um, and, and this list is not like, hey, do all these things. It's ideas to where you can use them to get your family involved it, on the farm. Yeah, and not every one is going to be applicable to every single property. We, we realize that, and you know that's not, not, not the suggestion. But right, you might not have a farm that's set up for livestock, but you could certainly introduce them 
to fishing. You can certainly right. take them ATV riding or horseback riding even on the property. Um, you know, say if you've got someone who's got horses and just come there with a the trailer and, and, and have a horseback ride. Who, who knows? Who cares? Just somehow get them there. But livestock, like you said, it could be a whole herd of cattle. It could be a few cattle. It could be goats. It could be chickens. Yes, that does require you to be there more for just a maintenance or oversight, you know, feeding them. Um, but at the right times, that can be very applicable applicable to someone. Maybe they live five minutes from the farm. The family just doesn't utilize it as much as they would like. Put some cows on it. Who doesn't like a good young calf? Yeah. Knowing your meal is coming from there. Yeah. Just <laughs> um, don't the, name it. The next one. And this one includes a great summertime, springtime, fall activity um, is camping. Oh, yeah. Um, camping was a big part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. That was a big uh, – I loved it. But Now, we had a cabin, too, no running water, Roughed no it. electricity. It was roughing yep. it, but it was still a cool cabin with a fire with a big uh, potbelly fire stove. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> And and a lot of fun times were at that cabin. Camping, we did that from doing it with my dad, my parents growing up, to all my buddies when I was in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. A lot of my birthdays were spent at the cabin. Uh, but campgrounds, if you don't have a cabin, you've got tents. You yep. know, invest in a good tent. Take your family camping. Um, make a big bonfire. Eat some s'mores. It's a great way to get your kids excited about the outdoors and doing things out of their element that they may want to say, I want to do that again. For sure. And if they ask you to go camping, by golly, if it's November 5th, take them camping anyway. Yep. Next one, if if we're playing Family Feud and you were to say, Steve Harvey said, we surveyed 100 women um, across the country I haven't watched this in a while, but I see the clips on Facebook. And we're asking for uh, number one thing or things a woman needs at the farm. And you survey says the number one thing is always going to be toilet, toilet, bathroom. (laughs) Got to have it. Uh, You got to have it. And and there's how many camps have we been to that, that, you know, a, a guy, a bachelor pad, we can go without running water, you know, a couple days, you know, whatever. It's fine. But if you want to bring the family to the farm and allow them to enjoy it, you have to have certain amenities. Yes. Running water on a toilet is an essential. Yep. And it's going to help you out too. Invest in it. Do it. We talked about it last week. You know, from a resale standpoint, it's going to help that out. Just go ahead, put it in, and know that you're way more likely to bring the whole family down. To, to the farm. So Gotta here's the question. It. No-till drill or a small cabin with running water electricity? The question isn't, it's not even a question. It shouldn't even be a decision. you got to get that cabin first. The no-till drill can come later. Well, here's the thing. It's either hmm, buy and rent. I could, I could buy a drill or I could rent a drill. Okay, I could rent yep. the drill or I could put a bathroom in the cabin or I could rent or lease a porter john. Um <laughs> go yeah. go with the buy in the bathroom and put the toilet in. Yeah. It, that porter john is not going to do it. No. It's not going to cut the I was going to say cut the cheese I, but I, I saw a uh I, I was in a camp recently where they had a they had a porta potty that mm-hmm. was the bathroom. I took one look at it and like deer camp bathroom porta potty. I'm going to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So when it's over eighty degrees, it's hard pressed to get <laughs> yeah step in there. There's yeah. zero circulation. Woo. <laughs> uh, definitely bathroom. Yeah. Number one thing. I mean, you can find a way. I mean, if if you even have to figure out solar and well, so and, what you and have. There's, there's ways to do uh, water collection yep. off the roof, and then. You've got gravity-fed situation. You can flush toilets like that. I mean, we've seen yep. lots of different ways, but as long as you have the ability for the running water aspect to be there and a bathroom to take care of things, you're way more likely. That's right. Way more likely. Next one. This is a big one for me. My wife loves this. And a lot of people love it. Recreational shooting. Yeah, Put oh in yeah. a shooting range. Get some clay pigeons and... Uh, steel targets, steel targets, and go out there and do some plinking. Uh, my up, gosh, up, plinking, you know. plink shooting is one of the things that is so underutilized on getting people outdoors. Oh, I would tell gosh. you this. I can't tell you how many twenty-two rounds what I is that, burnt what through. What is that game that kids are playing right now? War, my, Minecraft. Minecraft, I think, is what it's called. I've heard my my wife okay. and my mom talk know. about it. It's like this trendy game online. Um, if you're looking for a way. To get your kid off Minecraft or Call of Duty, I don't know. I sound. I'm gonna give my age here. Uh, Mario I don't know, Kart, whatever yeah, the whatever I don't know the trendy any, games are I don't right know now. Any games right now? I know Pokemon. Minecraft, Pokemon. Yeah, um, sound Pokemon like Hillary go. Clinton out there. Pokemon Go. <laughs> um, but don't you mention her on the podcast? <laughs> Hill, uh, you know, you got shooting, recreational shooting. Yeah. If you're trying to find ways to get your kids out off the video games, iPads, whatever. Recreational shooting could be a, a phenomenal way. I, Train them up, teach them uh, how to handle guns. Yes, but safely. you give me a box of twenty-two five hundred twenty-two <laughs> five hundred round box, yep. and a couple extra mags for a plinking twenty-two banana clip. I'll guarantee you, a lot of kids will find great thrills in that. Maybe it's even a pellet oh, yeah. gun shooting cans. What? Yeah, something that goes <clears throat> ding, pop. Burst water, whatever you got to do, make it fun, and you're gonna you're gonna definitely have their attention. I heard a new one the other day. And it gives them the sense of responsibility too. Trust them, empower them. Obviously, watch them, teach them safety. But um, again, that's definitely the first stage. I, I I plinked a lot before I ever went hunting. I mean, first grade, second grade, I was plinking. <laughs> Give me a twenty-two with a little red dot on it. Oh my goodness! Go to town. I, even as a thirty-one-year-old, yeah, I would. I, I I love it. Well, one <laughs> one of the things when I was younger, I I had to use slugs where I grew up, and I did not like the kick when I was like you know sixth grade, seventh grade. I still grade. don't like the kick <laughs> of the slug. And but I I just I knew from what my dad had taught me, trigger pull, trigger pull, trigger pull. And I just sat there with a twenty two and just that was all I did, just trigger pull. Basically little sequences, whatever, and just transitioned that right over into shooting a slug and I just taught myself, Don't flinch, don't flinch, don't flinch. Fine now. You know, and it just there's there's so many different ways you can do it from a improving, you know, accuracy or you know, just from a um technique standpoint, or just from fun. Just give yeah. them give them a box and say Shoot that can. How many times can you hit it? Yeah. Bust so here's, that clay. Here's a new trick that I found. You know how Tannerite is really cool and fun, and everybody yeah. loves Tannerite. I'm, I, I learned this while I was in Michigan. They're now finding redneck ways to make things go boom without Uh-oh. 
without Tannerite. They're taking huh. two liter bottles or twenty two ounce bottles. And okay. they're Are you a, advocating this on the podcast? Yeah, sure. Okay, because so they're it's, selling it's it. Okay. Um, so they're taking the the lid and drilling a hole in it and putting these little plugs, which is a valve stem to a tire, yeah. and then pumping air psi into it. Just like pumping up a tire, but you're pumping yeah. up that bottle, and when you shoot it, it blows up just like tannerite, but without the like explosion. Yeah, so you fill handling. it with you, yeah, you wow. fill half with water or whatever, and you pump it up high psi, and uh, poosh, they said it'll blow it just like tannerite. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Do it. And it's free. Yeah. I mean, you buy the bottles or you use recycled bottles now. Yeah. Pick up your trash, but at the same time, it's like wow. There's a lot of really cool stuff out there now that we didn't have as kids. Yeah. And and, and here's the other thing, too. It's kind of like, kind of goes back to that ATV riding. I I don't see deer being scared of, of gunshots. Like, you're yeah. not going to run them off a property because you're shooting a gun. It's, that's not the way it works. Some I've heard stories, and, and working at Quantico Marine Corps Base, there was a ton, a ton of ranges, live ranges on the base. Some of the largest deer every single year were taken from in and around those ranges. Yeah. They, they're not scared. It's not the gunshot. All right. Next one. This is kind of a, a complex one, but complete understanding of land management. What I mean by that is if you're a deer hunter, you're a recreational landowner, you bought it for big deer, but you're going out and creating temporary forest openings. You're creating wildlife openings in your timber to improve bedding, improve woody browse. You can preach that in that th- Doing exactly what you do, you know, tell them, I'm trying to make bedding areas. Well, sure, that doesn't sound too appealing. You talk about doing this, you know, I'm I'm restoring a woodland. I'm restoring a savanna. I'm putting in a grassland. I'm, I'm restoring a prairie. Um, and you talk about the deep meaning of that and, and all the benefits that uh, non-game species are going to benefit and, and how... You've restored a prairie, so you went from turf grass to a deep-rooted native native grassland. So now there's going to be more water infiltration. You're going to have cleaner water. You're putting more carbon into the soil rather than um, keeping it in the air. You start teaching that to your family, um, to your wife. They might have more of an appreciation for what you're doing out there and want to be more involved in it because oh, sure. it's management with meaning, not just management to shoot big deer or to shoot more grouse or to shoot more quail. It's management with a bigger meaning um, and a bigger purpose. And, and truthfully, hunters, landowners, does not matter who or what category you fall in. We've got to do a better job of presenting that information and sharing that information of what it is we're doing and not just looking at the easy, um, oh, I'm just doing this for the deer. Yep. It, think outside of the box for a little bit. And present it in a manner that is going to be appealing for larger crowds. I think I think that honestly, um, the communication level between, let's say, varying parties or, or degrees of interest of, of hunting to the landscape, to the natural world, that's where we lose people. Um, hunters, we're doing more than just hunting. We're doing more than just growing big antler deer. It's beyond that. We just need to present it in a better way. What else we got? We've got... Views, a lot of different things here, but increasing the amount of recreational views, the landscape views, the scenic views on your property, yeah, ways to get people to go, ah, you know, what is that George Strait song? Life's not the moments that, um, 
how is it? Life's not the about the moments uh, that take your breath away, or what? Oh, I forget. I'm gonna butcher it here, but Come it's on, not about. The um, life isn't about the number of breaths you take, but if it's about the number of moments that take, take your breath away. That's poetic, Adam. Yeah, that's George George Strait song for you, man. <laughs> um, and and views, you know, Prairie Point on my family farm is just one of those Be- that beautiful. takes your breath away. Um, there's going to be many more throughout the Prairie Hollow property, Lord willing, that that are areas that just like, man, I never get tired of seeing those scenic mm-hmm. views. It could be you're in timber country and you're like, what do I have? Maybe you've got a spring on the property. Um, clear out around it. Make it make it kind of this nice little camping area. Um, or uh, maybe you've got a humongous oak tree that's growing yeah. on the place. Create a little campground Beautiful lone pine or something. Yeah. Make it a focal point of the farm. Make it something that everyone who comes, it just stops them and says, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, you know what? I, I did that. I wanted to share that. That's why I brought you over here. I wanted you to see that. You know, I, what I'm doing out here is, is bigger and better. You know, it, it allows me to slow down, take a take a deep breath, and just enjoy what is around me. Um, there's lots of places. Every every farm we go to has got those. Um and I think we are, we can all do a better job of finding them and making that a point to share with people. That's right. Um, and lastly, kind of tied in with that one and all of it, but picnicking. Yep. Um, you know, that was something we did as a family. I remember as a kid we would go and uh, pick daffodils uh, and have picnics. And we have home videos where my brother and I are crawling around on a blanket in the middle of the – actually – thinking back there's one homemade vi- home video where we're eating in a cedar thicket um <laughs> and eating vienna sausages oh yeah and picking daffodils and, and jumping over creeks and throwing rocks yep. in the creek uh that was a big part and something that really got me in love with the outdoors back in those days was just hiking and picnicking in remote areas of of the missouri ozarks i was it was for me going and fishing on the riverbank and doing little float trips with my dad and brother. And then if we did camp overnight, my, my mom and sister would come. Um, but that was kind of those things, you know, growing up as I always look forward to that in the summer. And, um, we just, we had the Rappahannock river close to our house and it was, it was an awesome, awesome experience to be able to go out there and do that. One thing I think that could be tied in with, whether it's electricity flowing water, that whole deal it's like cooking. If if you bring the family out there, have some place to cook, whether it's, you know, a grill or deep fryer or something, you know, a flat top grill outside. You know, have something that you guys can prepare nice meals, whether you take take it uh, picnicking or, you, or you're, you pack a cooler with sandwiches, whatever it may be. But just be sure you got a place that the ladies can use the restroom and you can prepare some meals. I think that you're going to... You're going to find out down the road, long-term investment that, you know what, that was great for my family, and it made it had the impact on them that I was looking for this property to have. Absolutely. Well, hopefully you guys had some ideas to get your family more involved uh, on your farm um, and get your wheels turning on ways to get your kids uh, in the outdoors more often, so hopefully they, they get that same passion that you have. Absolutely. Um, and That's the goal. Yeah. So anyway, guys, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, if you've got some other ideas, shoot us an email um, 
or, or shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Land and Legacy are our our handles, and uh, we'll be glad to incorporate you or mention it in the next podcast if, if it's a great idea. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week. We'll see you.